You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues, you can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. All right, guys. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Talk and Tech. My name is Danny, and during these episodes, we discuss indie tech and how to apply it. In this episode, we are going to record it. It's going to be a little different here today. Uh, We're not going to be showing you uh, a solution for you guys to check out. Instead, we're going to have a a conversation with my lovely guest here. But I want to do an intro. And I met this person through Ryan Deeds. And he, he was like, dude, you need to have her on the podcast and from what, I, from what i've known ryan i'm like i gotta listen to him right so uh her and i connected before this and I, like insanely impressed <laughs> blown away with what she's done in her background l- what she's looking to do as well and you know wanted to get her voice out there and tell agents what they need to know. So I'm happy to introduce the wonderful Kiara Walden. How are you doing? Hello. Thank you. I'm happy <laughs> to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's seriously, I've been excited for this. This is this shout out to Ryan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I actually just spoke to him uh, a couple days ago, and uh, we had a wonderful chat about having to get more adoption when it comes to like using technology, like showing mm. agents. You know, instead of just solving the problem, you know, uh, uh, show us how. Like, what am I really going to get out of this, right? But anyways, Kara, I'm going to hand it off to you here real quick. Uh, before this, I was like, hey, give us a couple of points that uh, why our uh, agents should be listening here today. So I'll hand it off to you here. Yeah, I mean, I am really excited to come and talk today about data and analytics. Um, it's a passion of mine. It's something that I have been interested in and involved in and it, immediately in my experience in my career in insurance. Yeah. Um, as most people know in the insurance industry, a lot of us don't go directly into insurance. We go <laughs> all around our journey into insurance. Right. It's not a straight line. It's very <laughs> curved all around. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about today is data as a strategy and a toolbox that companies can use um, and also data being revenue. Um, I think a lot of times people use it as a tool that is kind of in the box in the corner, uh, but they don't (laughs) quite use it in a way that really optimizes revenue and really drives business strategy. So those are the things I'm really passionate about and excited to talk about today. Heck yeah, guys. All right. So that's why you should listen here today. Before we get into that, want to talk about our background because like I had said before, it's impressive. (laughs) Okay, so let's dive into it. What got you into the industry? 
So I actually went to college. Um, I went to Vanderbilt University. Um, after I graduated, I just knew I was going to be in marketing and design. Um, I was so passionate about that. And then I recognized that I, it's a really difficult industry to break into, especially if you don't have a lot of internships, et cetera. Like the barrier to to enter into the marketing industry is huge. Um, and so I was working at a few odd end jobs. Um, just really trying to figure out where I was going to pivot in my career and really figure out what I wanted to do for the long term. And I went to a barbershop with one of my friends um, and we were just sitting there having spirited discussion. I really can't remember what we were talking about. And one of the guys in the chair, he said, oh, my God, you're so intelligent. Do you want to come work for me? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what do you do? Like, where? what do you mean? It was like, well, I work in insurance. Um, it was Willis Towers Watson or Willis at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you know, I really think you'd be a great asset to our team. So I went, I interviewed, I got the job. They taught me everything I needed to know about insurance and contracts. And then I was actually poached by the Crichton Group by Carrie yeah. Ilsey. And I came over to the Crichton Group to work with Tracy and Ryan. And that's where I met Ryan. And he really taught me (laughs) everything I know about data, data and analytics, um, business intelligence. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how I got into it. So I've been working in the insurance space in data and analytics. Oh, since about 2015, 2016. Wow. Yeah. And uh, where are you at today? Um, I currently am at Hub International. Um, I work remotely. Um, I'm in Memphis, right outside of Memphis in South Haven. <laughs> no, that's great. It, it, yeah, guys, again, we all fall into this industry, right? And then I'm sure <laughs> now, like, you know, as we're talking about data today, would you have thought that you would have loved doing what you're doing now? No. I mean, <laughs> when I, well, like I said, I, I just knew for a fact I was going to do Design. I mean, I had yeah. learned Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator. I was wholeheartedly going into the marketing direction. And so someone pivoting me to insurance, I was like, what is this industry? <laughs> I, I was uh, I was maybe like 22, 23. And so yeah. I, the most I knew about insurance was my mom having me on her insurance for my car. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> I was like, I I mean, I didn't know anything about homeowners, personal lines, employee benefits, commercial lines, property catch. I knew nothing about any of that stuff. Obviously, when I got my first home, it, you know, that background came in handy when I was yeah. my insurance documents. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, getting renter's insurance when I had an apartment. So the, those insurance is all around us. It's integrated in a lot of the ways that we function as adults. You just don't quite grasp that there is an engine behind insurance, insurance carriers, brokers, et cetera. And those (laughs) people are, you know, like this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you you hit it on the nail. You're like, oh, I didn't even know insurance till 23, right? Yeah. Honestly, I I didn't get in the industry until maybe, I think it was like 27 now. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. And, but then you know when you're cut off really like from your parents right around like like mm-hmm. low mid 20s. <laughs> yeah, and you're like what's insurance? What does it do for me? <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, uh, 
physical damage, yeah. uh, liability, I Premium? guess. Premium? Like, what, yes. what is that? What am I paying for? And so, for? you know, I really <laughs> attribute me actually understanding insurance to Willis. Like, Willis had a robust awesome. training program in the yeah. certificates department. Um, they also were paying for certifications back then. So I actually got my property and casualty license um, yeah. back then yeah. for, and I, you know, I kept it up for a lot of years. And so I needed to really understand insurance. I had to understand contracts, that language of subrogation, I mean, workers' compensation, like all of those things and concepts, they really, really take time in their training program to teach you those things so that you can do your job well. So kudos to Willis for that. That's that's awesome. And like, as we've talked about before, and as I typically say on these uh, episodes, uh, I typically market to the younger agency. Okay. Uh, the agent looking to maybe get in the technology. Okay. Right? And you're perfect for this because I, I actually didn't know your license. So I mean, this is even. Oh more yeah. Of why well, it's qualified. not. It expired, but. Uh, <laughs> but you. But you I know. Stop my continuing education. <laughs> but you. But you get it. Like you. You know what they go through, and, yeah. and that's why you're so qualified to talk about data and what it does for an agency. So let's kind of like slowly veer into that here now. And you have one of the points here today, data is strategy. So if I'm, I'm a younger agent, what it like, let's say I'm a new agent. I'm starting from scratch. You know, what advice do you have from them at that point about what they should be doing with their data? Okay. So I think it's really important to talk about the basics of data first. So there are four types of data. What happened? Like descriptive analytics. Why did it happen? Diagnostic analytics. What will happen, which is predictive analytics, but that goes into more data science. And how can I make it happen, which is prescriptive. And so when you think about those four pieces, A lot of times people miss the what happened and why did it happen? So Mm. if you are a new agent and you're looking to really get into the industry or break into the industry, I think being in a niche industry makes the most sense. So if you are looking for manufacturers or you want to go into farming and agriculture, it really makes a lot of sense for you to do a little bit of research about those industries because a lot of people in property and casualty, there are a lot of people employee benefits. It's really, really, really difficult to make those connections, but there are a lot of forgotten industries. And so my advice would definitely be to look at those forgotten industries or like up and coming industries like cannabis, for example. There are definitely a lot of people that need insurance in those spaces. And so what agents can do is take data about those industries and make decisions. So more specifically, it's a dynamic tool that you can use in your toolbox and find simple solutions. So if you are seeing that there is an uptick in uh, using the news, for example, news is data. So we yeah. look at data as numbers or facts. Mm-hmm. No, data is everything. Data is news. Data is information you put into systems. Data is things like CR from information from CRMs. Like there's right. data around us everywhere. So utilizing that data to make informed decisions makes a huge impact on your ability to succeed. So going and looking at, okay, there is an uptick in the amount of farmers that are seeing uh, turnover rates in their crops. Yeah. What 
what types of insurance do you have at your in what relationships do you have with carriers so that you can leverage that information to go out and communicate with those farmers about how you can help them. It's about understanding the pain points of your your clients and using the data that you research to make those informed decisions. I am absolutely more interested in going with a producer that understands my unique problems and has come up with those same unique solutions. And that's not just for farming and agriculture, that's for every industry. So going Going back to data as a strategy, I mean, utilizing data in your strategy to basically show how prepared you are for the different issues that your clients can face, that generates revenue. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, I'm a younger agent, basically. I should, if I'm going to, let's say I'm in a specific area, Mm -hmm. I should do research on my area. And then from there, pick a specific industry. Something that might be a little different than what every other independent agent's doing and do my research, mm-hmm. align my companies that I'm appointed with, right, with what's going to give me value to that uh, uh, client. Is that that yeah. what you're saying? Absolutely. And then at that point, you are utilizing the data that you were collecting to Mm -hmm. make an informed decision. You're utilizing, and a lot of people don't come with that strategy. A lot of it's just cold calling, like, oh, hey, do you (laughs) need insurance? And it's like, (laughs) yes, everyone needs insurance, but why, what makes you stand out? And utilizing data helps you to, I would say, get ahead of the competition there. I love it. You said news is data too. I love that. So basically- Hey, go on the news. <laughs> Check Literally. out what's going on <laughs> in that industry and absolutely, stay. yeah, stay up to date in the markets that you're in. I mean, I think being a producer takes a very unique set of skills, and it takes yeah. a lot of research. It takes a lot of uh, trying. It takes a lot of work and dedication. And I think the better producers succeed, one from relationship management, but two from using data and analytics. Yeah. So, and using that data, let's say. Uh, using a CRM, right? I'm starting yeah. out, and you know, right now, maybe uh, a generalist today want to focus in an industry, but hey, maybe like trying a couple things out. Hey, six months, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to put mm-hmm. in maybe like a lead source. Hey, this was cannabis or contractor, or you know, uh, you know, a manufacturer, mm-hmm. and seeing what works, building data off that. If I have a higher close ratio here, well, why? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're saying build better data there to know why, and then Correct. that you can build that use case and build your ecosystem around mm-hmm. what you're successful in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, utilizing metrics, especially yeah. key performance indicators for where you're succeeding at, gathering that data to say, okay, I have the most success when I maybe make calls during this a specific time during the day, especially yeah. if you're using a CRM database or something like that to to gauge that information. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I win businesses, uh, win business the most uh, around this time of the year. Yeah. That's when you need to go hard. That's when you're supposed to be like in the field. Those are the long days, <laughs> long nights. Those that's that you're using data, like I said, to make informed decisions. It is strategy. Data is the most most powerful tool, I would say, to being strategic and winning business. What's going on, loyal listeners? It's Mitch Gibson with the MVP Podcast, stopping you in the action of the podcast. Promise you that this will only take a second. 
Are you a local independent insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Well, look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and do what we're here to do, grow your business. Don't settle for less, do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. Let them know that the folks at the Agency Intelligence Podcast Network sent you. I love it. On my end, <laughs> uh, December always sucks. <laughs> well, and I get it. People are traveling, right? Yeah, vacation. I get it, you know, but that's data. That right there mm-hmm. is saying, hey, listen, like you need to know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, typically people like to buy more in like the middle of summer or mm-hmm. uh, in, let's say January, February, because they just had their a uh, goal session in December, mm-hmm. in November. And now they're like, hey, we built this strategy. Now we want to go out there and find what we need. And so I totally get what you're saying. And and understanding that will help you, like you said, those long days, long mm-hmm. nights when you need to. So no, Absolutely. And then, you know, just piggybacking off of what you said, if yeah. you see that, you know, I don't sell the most in December. There's clearly an industry out there that is selling in December, whether yeah. it's you going to find like the pop up Christmas shops or <laughs> knowing that there's specific uh, niche companies, like I said, that really pop up during that season and need insurance or knowing December may be slow, but November leading into December is on fire because people are needing insurance for things that they're doing in December. So, you know, just using data to make that <laughs> strategy work for you. It You may be slow in December for that specific not, niche. Not that person yes. over there. Yeah. Not there. There's another person. And, you know, that's where we get into analytics for producers to, to really understand when they are selling. And if you have a producer that is clearly selling better than others in the month of December, go to him and see what he's doing. <laughs> see what uh, companies he's working with, what industry he's in. Obviously, that there's a little bit of competition there. So you may yeah. not get the answer you're looking at. But at the end of the day, revenue for your business the larger Mm. company that you all work for is what's important. So, you know, finding mentors and making those connections and that relationship also is another part of strategy, which I said data is a part of a toolbox that you should have. So obviously there's a lot of things that you'll have in your toolbox and data is clearly one of them. Money. And one thing I'm thinking of, you know, today we, we all agree at least when I'm recording this, I don't think it's going to be changing anytime soon. Personal okay. market is not good. I'm going to say it like that. Not good. I have another word for it, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but you, you bring up a thought as we're talking, I'm thinking about it. You know, when I brought up like, hey, for me, it's not very, it doesn't, December is a bad month typically just because people are buying. But for others, it's amazing. Right. And understanding that an in insurance, you know, today the personal market's not good. Right. Okay. So, in your thought, how do you think you, when we we're thinking about what we thought before and bringing that into there, uh, how do you think that correlates to that? Like, do you feel as if 
Like this provides another opportunity for an agency to be focusing on maybe a niche market, niche market or something, or like, what do you think? So I think personal lines is really unique. I yeah. mean, you have everyday people like me and you, and then you have others that are, you know, high net worth. You have people that are getting, having yachts that they have. And then you have Lucky. people that have <laughs> kids that have, that have houses. But I think the key information in personal lines is that it is very, it's a very saturated market. Like everyone is doing personal lines. Yeah. I think what is going to interrupt the personal lines uh, industry, which we're seeing now, is the tech company, InsureTechs. InsureTechs yeah. are really disrupting the personal lines industry. Being able to go on your phone and get a quote within 30 seconds, 45 seconds to say, okay, these are the specific companies. This is how much they would charge you. And then you making a decision like that, like technology is at our fingertips. And so I think if carriers and brokers don't catch up to the tech wave, I think they'll get left behind in the personal line space. Oh my gosh, you opened up a can of worms for me. I do this <laughs> every single day talking to agents about it. And um, it's a struggle still. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I truly think the problem is, is how they're making money today. Like it, yeah. it, a lot of it's off retention, right? And sometimes there's not, we can sit back a little bit, you know, the, the five, 10 years in, if you've done really well, you're sitting back, you know, I don't need to make as many anymore. And we forget that you keep, you need to keep going. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, a lot of the early adopter agencies kind of all like gobble the tech up they got, mm -hmm. but some of them got shiny object syndrome. Let's be real. Insure tech, indie tech probably wasn't as developed where it needed to be yet uh, no. <laughs> to really solve the problem, but it's getting there. It is getting there. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, shameless plug, View by Hub <laughs> is something that I use. So uh, mm. I was in the market for, I moved from Tennessee to Mississippi and the broker that I had originally, they didn't do in, uh, insurance in Mississippi. And so I had to find new insurance. And so I was in a place where I was like, well, where do you go to get insurance uh, for personalized? And I'm like, wait a minute, you work for an insurance broker. There's absolutely a place you can go. And yeah. we had launched View by Hub in 2023. And so I actually went and put my information in and um, agent called me and I got insurance that same day. So it's that type of experience that people are looking for in an insurance broker and in InsureTech. I don't... Oh, yeah. That old loyalty that people had of like, my family's had this insurance broker or they've worked with this insurance agent for 15 years. People just don't have that experience anymore. Um, it's just everyday working people looking to solve everyday problems. So giving them very simple solutions, things at their fingertip, and like you said, thought out and well-developed products, I think yeah. really do make a difference. They're getting better, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I've been on the end where I've done a lot of like Danny doesn't do this yet. I'm like, I know, man. I promise you, like it'll get there. <laughs> it will get there. Um, and you know, and give give the developers a little bit of grace. So, right. InsureTech is definitely an up and coming industry, and a yeah. lot of us in the data and analytics space, in the engineering space, like we're trying to figure out how best to make these things work. And a lot of times you're working with technology that may not be built for what you're trying to accomplish. So they yeah. may not have the API connections. They may not have 
um, an FTP site experience. They've like, there's a lot of things that go in on the backside of the development of those products. We yeah. could be working at working with outdated technology because that's the industry. Um, and trying to make something new, shiny, and extremely advanced. So there's a lot of things happening on the back end where you could be, you know, having your hands tied behind or one hand tied behind your back while trying to, you know, really keep the demand and make everything work. Heck yeah. I'm sorry. I got to ask because I don't know everything. FTP site. What is that? I know there's someone out there listening to this that might not know it either. So it's like a file drop. It's like a file drop box. So oh, sometimes okay. you can do an API connection where it's like a it's like a cloud plugin. Like you're plugging one data source to the next. An FTP drop off box. It's like it's like Dropbox, but oh. it's more encrypted. So oh. you're, yeah, learn something new every day. Thank you. <laughs> I've learned so much during this combo. Uh, but I'm gonna veer it in. We've been talking about strategy, how to use mm -hmm. the data how that can dictate where our actions lie. Data is revenue. Well, like, what, yes. like, what are you, what are you going for there? Oh, everything. I mean, yeah. data is revenue can be talking about sales. You can be talking mm. about marketing. And I think a key piece that people don't look at is employee satisfaction and retention. I mean, Ooh, keeping yeah. employees engaged, not having as high turnover. I mean, every time you lose someone at a job, it costs you money actually to lose employees. So keep having that data on your employees, employee satisfaction. I mean, and even looking even further, forecasting uh, pricing models. I mean, mm. using data to make the, those things work and keep the generation or the revenue gener uh, generation going, it, it it's all tied in together. And it also goes back to data strategy. Those strategic decisions that you're making all drive revenue back to the business. And at the end of the day, that's what we're all looking for. Um, it also helps with giving you the competitive advantage. I know a lot of times people look at, I think I, and to me, I'm sorry, data is everything. So data <laughs> is everywhere. So when people talk about finance or running the numbers, like that's data. Yeah. When you talk about um, making strategic decisions based on the market, that is data. So all yeah. of that creates a complex strategy that you can drive revenue back to your business. Yeah. So um, uh, one thinking I'm thinking along the lines of revenue is is there a point where I'm building like I'm intaking too much data before I can make a decision? Like, you know, what I've found is some people they they build so much data. They're like, hey, listen, mm -hmm. this if we do this, it's gonna hit 1.2 million revenue based off okay. of like what we've gathered from companies and like feature, but they never act on it. Or mm -hmm. so what my my question to you is is how do you know when to make the right decision? I think you have to have the correct people in the room for that. Mm. And you also have to have leadership buy-in. So there's a lot of times, and what I saw before COVID is uh, there was not a lot of buy-in in the insurance industry for data. It did not get to be a key piece, I would say, of a lot of insurance agencies and brokers models and revenue generation until COVID. It was until yeah. agents couldn't go outside. People were stuck in their houses. How can you get that competitive advantage over the people around you? They went to data. 
And so once people started to buy into data and analytics, buy into what it can offer, I think you start to see leadership making those decisions once they trust the information they have. Now, going a little bit further, a little bit more in depth is bad data in, bad data out. So if you are making <laughs> yep. sure that your data infrastructure is built properly, the data that's in going, going into the system makes sense, the numbers are matching up, and yeah. it starts to build that story for leadership, it makes it a no-brainer for them to make those decisions. So I think having buy-in from leadership is the key to make sure that that data story that you're telling makes it to actionable things that leadership does take that action on. So if I'm a new agent starting out, I better make sure my data is clean immediately. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> and that's something on the data and analytics side that you run into. A lot of the times, I think agents, producers, a lot of people in the business don't recognize how the little interactions that you make with the systems that you use, whether it's applied or Vertifor, mm -hmm. uh, Sajida, et cetera, whatever information you are putting into the system, that's being extracted somewhere to make business decisions. So unless you have a strategy where you are making sure that you are putting really good data in your system, then the people that use that data to make those actionable uh, make those uh, decisions, they aren't able to trust what you have in your system. So I think starting with an operational strategy to mm. make sure that your data is good impacts the ability for leaders and producers and people that generate revenue in your business to use that data to make those good decisions. Oh, that's money. Um, what's something simple an agency can do there when it comes to like starting off, it's just like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen data before from mm -hmm. management system where they put the notes in the first name, like guys don't do that. Yes. <laughs> Processes and procedures. So, and documentation. So everybody that knows me knows I am huge on processes and procedures yeah. and documentation. If you have a process that you have that's unified, that people follow, especially when it comes to inputting data into the system, it makes the process much more seamless. I also think companies need to go back in their bag for training, um, mm. training people on how to use the system. Even if you come from a different broker, that doesn't necessarily mean you know exactly how to use the system or the processes or procedures that you all put in place. So I think operationally having a really good documentation base for the processes and procedures that you have for your company, as well as training for new individuals or new associates on those processes and procedures, I think makes the business a lot more seamless when it comes to uh, data and analytics. So something very small is starting documentation, doing processes and procedures and starting with training. I love it. No, this is, this has been amazing. And, and guys, <laughs> um, I like to keep these sessions uh, uh, shorter because I know everyone's busy. There's other episodes on here uh, uh, that are out there in the world that are like an hour long, right? I like to keep okay. these very brief uh, and give the listener something actionable. And I think you've yes. really honed in on that today. Like, like, sit back, guys. If I'm, if you know, I'm the agent, sit back, think about what your process is today, think about what you're putting in your technology. And what that's doing, like, how is your data working for you? 
she she basically explains all that right in here and i for you guys <laughs> go back and like re-listen this check it back out because it's it's literally amazing it's things that you don't think about mm-hmm. it, it really does i didn't think about it uh until i met certain people and then they i'm like oh my gosh why didn't i think of that because i'm like a sales guy so <laughs> i'm like oh i hit the phone but well maybe <laughs> i should have been doing this so this was wonderful. Uh, our conversation here today, I mean, I learned so much. Um, and so the way that I like to close these out, you know, I know I didn't ask you to prep for this or anything. What like what are like two to three pieces of like insure tech or indie tech out there that you think agents should be aware of? Ooh, um, I would say for starters is yeah. Enable. So shameless plug oh, yeah. I think that the work that he and the team over there with Chris and Kabir is excellent, especially yep. for insurance brokers. I think it is an amazing tool, amazing company. I think they're doing some really, really, really interesting things um, for the insurance space. Um, and I can't say that I have another insure tech, but the only other technology that I think makes, uh, an important impact is something, some business intelligence tool tool. Okay. So whether that's power BI or Tableau, um, I think having those in the, your company, I think will make a huge difference. And that, uh, explains some of my, is that just giving me insight to what's in my, like, internal system today, like what I should be doing? So the data, Power BI takes data from a data source. So you definitely probably need a data analyst to work on this for you, but it takes (laughs) data from a data source. So you you basically... (laughs) <laughs> Listen, <laughs> call me. I will definitely help. Um, uh, so you take that information and puts from a data source, it puts it into kind of a, a system where you can then create data visualizations off of it. So you can start telling uh, the story with your data. So it's really a vehicle for you to get that data in analytics. So those are the two. One is an insured tech company. The other one is a tool because obviously I'm a data buff. So data <laughs> Guys, hey, focus on your data. Do it. I promise you, you'll find some things that you can take some action on, what things you shouldn't be doing. She spells it all out here uh, beautifully. So guys, at the end of the day, uh, we discuss indie tech, technology that are out here in the world how it'll make an impact to your agency. So thanks for listening and uh, catch you on next episode. Thanks. Hey agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it, really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do, really. 
and you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.